Hey, this is Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses. And this is Alex Crossley from Quiet Riot. And together we are Hookers and Blow. Blow. You know where they are. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 157. My name is Brando, uh, and I don't always mention it, but thank you again to Mike Squires from Duff McKagan's Loaded for doing our theme song, and he is going to be back on the show, uh, hopefully in the near future. we got to wait when his schedule uh, coordinates so he can come in studio. But today, got a couple people on the phone, or I have to call them up, actually. Uh, but I am so excited. The return of our friend from uh, Quiet Riot, Alex Grassi, guitarist Alex Grassi, who, of course, is also in Hookers in Blow with uh, Dizzy Reed. Of course, from Guns N' Roses. So today, in addition to Alex, we will have Dizzy fucking Reed on the show. I'm so excited. So if you're if you're keeping score, I don't know if you you can count this high. This is our second official current Guns N' Roses member that we've had on the show. <laughs> we had Richard Fortas on a little while ago, uh, talking about his band Headtronics, and and today with Dizzy and Alex, we're going to talk about new Hookers and Blow. They've recorded a brand new song for them. It's uh, it's one that we're familiar with. Uh, the late and great Eddie Money, one of his best tracks, Shaken. And we're going to talk about that track, why they decided to to pay homage to, to Eddie. We're actually gonna, also going to play a clip. The world premiere of Hookers and Blow was Shaken coming up shortly. So let me not waste any more time. Let me call up. Mr. Dizzy, Evan Reed, and Mr. Alex Grassi. Hello. Hello. Is this Dizzy? It is. Hey, this is uh, Brandon, or Brando, however you want to feel more comfortable calling me, from Appetite for Distortion. How are you? Uh, what's happening? How's it going, man? And I have your, your BFF, your best friend for, for life and hookers and blow and, and everything else uh, on the line with us as well, Alex. Oh, no hey, way. Hey, what's up, doing? Alex? How's it going, man? You know, just, just you know, catching up on life. How you doing, buddy? Living the dream, man. <laughs> That's what I say, Dizzy. Are you, you guys aren't sick of each other? Because are you both kind of like on break right now? But now you have to do an interview together. Are you? You don't annoy each other. It's like a married um, couple. No, we, we we annoy each other daily, but from afar because we live in different cities. Oh, okay. Different states actually, and we're always on tour too. How long have you guys been friends? Like, do you, like the, do you remember the first time you both met? Was it you know at a, at a show? Were you frolicking through a field? Like, how did you? How did Alex and Dizzy first? Uh, first meet it was a while ago but I, I correct me if i'm wrong i think i met alex um in a recording studio in los angeles when i came i went in to do uh a session for um beautiful creatures i think oh okay yep yep that's correct oh that's cool yeah that was like 16 yeah. years ago that was like 16 or 17 years ago that's a long time ago man that's like a lifetime that's a generation it was a generation ago yeah that like that is a while ago 
But at the same time, all that you've accomplished in just 16 years is a lot uh, together. And uh, we've had Alex on the show before tell us uh, about the infancies, the birth of of Hookers and Blow, which, I mean, I still, every time I say the sentence, like if you don't know it's a band, you don't know what I'm talking about, it's just, <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about uh, the unreleased Charlie Sheen movie. <laughs> Well, no, well, well, it's 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 just, it's not really a band. It's more of a lifestyle and a concept. But uh, yeah, it just it just kind of happened, and I can't believe we're still doing this, and I can't believe it's still, it's getting bigger and bigger by the year. You know, which is it's astonishing. I mean, if, if our behavior is so, you know, it, basically we've tried to do everything opposite of what we were told to do in our real bands. You know, it's kind of like a fishing or camping trip for us. So, but yeah, that was more we do it. The, it's become a thing, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the uh, sort of the, the manifesto when we started this thing. I said, look, you know, we can go play some gigs, we can do some cover songs, whatever. But I don't, you know, want to do everything opposite of what uh, we've we've been conditioned to, to do, or what it, you know, to to think of what it is to be successful as a musician, and just you know, basically not try to get a record deal, um, not really care what happens at the show, and just see what happens. And um, strangely, people were attracted to that. I mean, because um, it's organic. It's real rock and roll. That's the way, I mean, you know better than I do. You both know better than I do. That's the way it used to be, right? Um, well, well I, I guess. I mean, there was always a, a desire to, you know, write that hit song or, uh, um, you know, sell out the show or sell more tickets than the other band. Um, but we kind of we decided not to care about that for a while. Because there seems to be elements of I don't care in both Quiet Riot and Guns N' Roses, and that's why they've both been so successful and has you know, stamped their legacy already in, in the rock and roll world. So I'm curious, and I've asked Alex this before, what is it like to, you know, A, have your first solo album out and then do Hookers and Blow? Like, is it just, is it completely too different, and I guess you can take this word in many different uh, meanings, is it two different releases for you? Uh <laughs> how you feel emotionally uh, <laughs> tied to it. No, right. No, I understood what you meant. Um, <laughs> sure. I, I think, yes, there were, they're both, you know, they're both uh, different outlets for myself. Um, I'm, I'm lucky to have Alex involved in both of those things. Um, but uh, I think over time, I, we kind of realized that it just made more sense to sort of uh, have the two sort of um, meld together a little bit. So, you know, Parkers and Blow are doing shows. We figured we might as well do some songs off my, off my solo record. Um, so that works out good. Right on. I like, and, and Alex, how do you, maybe Alex can answer this one. So since you guys didn't want a record deal and you didn't kind of want to do everything the opposite, now that you have a record deal with Golden, Golden Robot, and I mean, I am so honored to, I, and I've listened to the the single, the first recorded song, I guess, by Hookers and Blow, uh, Shaken from Any Muddy. So does that mean you've, you've sold out? <laughs> you guys no, no, we didn't sell out. Cause it, I say that jokingly, of course. We're, we're, no, you know what? It, feel, it feels good because we're doing it on our own, on our own terms. And the great thing about Golden Robot is they let kind of let you do do what you want to do. They don't want a specific thing. They just they, they they get it. They want to grow with the artist, which is very cool. You know, um, as far as it actually happening, it's like yeah, we well we're doing it, but we're picking the right songs that we want to do. We're not doing songs based on trying to get on the radio or trying to sell records. Let's be, let's be honest. Nobody really buys records anymore. But it's an, it, it's 
we're a live band. We're we're like you know a party band, and to to go out and play record songs that we all love for different reasons is really is really fucking cool. You know, that's that's the main thing. You know. Um, so yeah, it is, it is, it's kind of surreal that we actually are, yeah, we're kind of taking that next step, we, we, but we still have not written the song yet. I mean, Dizzy's got his solo stuff, but right. Hooker's and Blow has not written any original music. See, um, that we remember, that we can recall. <laughs> that we, that, that, okay, as, as far as we remember, to, my, to the best of my recollection, we, we haven't written anything. Have we, have we written anything, Dizzy? Have we? I don't know, man. I've seen some stuff on YouTube, and I don't know what we were playing, but it didn't sound like anything I've ever heard before. <laughs> just, you, you ever go on stage and just jam, I guess, to like an extended solo and a song that we all know? <clears throat> um, not intentionally. Fair enough. <laughs> I know what you mean. Sometimes, sometimes like something will happen during the day, and we'll go on stage, and for whatever reason, we'll break down and start writing a song about what happened at the gas station five, four hours earlier or at the hotel room. And then it'll, it'll never happen again. And hopefully, someone had their cell phone out to capture it because the next morning we need. I mean, we barely remember the shows, let alone what we played. So, <laughs> yeah. as long as you get your money at the end, I guess it's okay. And no, you no, at the beginning. We, oh no, no, we get the, we get the money. We get the money before we go on. So. See, I don't know. I'm I'm a rookie. So all right. So I would get uh, hoodwinked. So you guys are professionals. So then I'm curious. I, 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 or, I that word, but yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so I'm curious, how do you, and this includes uh, the most recent Eddie Money Shaking, and I want to get to my opinion of it because it really blew me away, and I didn't want to tell Alex this off the air uh, just yet, but how do you come up with what you want to cover? I mean, obviously there's songs that you like, but I guess there has to be like a 100 songs, a 1,000 songs you like. How do you whittle it down to a set list and, and what you want to practice and, and perform. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a good point. As far as recording goes, yeah, it's a very good, yeah, very good question. Dizzy can answer that one. I think it was just kind of a, um, there's a couple songs maybe that we, we felt we kind of needed to do. Um, and then there's a, a few songs we thought, uh, that, you know, that we wanted to do. We didn't really care if anyone was into it or not, but, um, the tough thing about, you know, when you do cover songs, you have to find, a, a way to sort of honor, the original version and um but then you know make it your own without stepping on anything it's it's a fine line it's a fine balance and, and then try to deliver it in something that uh you know people will recognize but enjoy it has to be as good as or better than the original and that's not an easy thing to do so that has something to do with what songs we picked as far as you know can, can we pull this off and uh ended up spending quite a little quite a lot of time trying to figure out how to do that and I really just wanted to go through the motions and make a record so everyone would stop asking us to make a record. Um, but uh, we ended up with something pretty cool, I think. So when, when Alex sent me uh, Shaken last night from Eddie Money, and I, this is my, my honest reaction. I start listening to it, and the riff comes in, that I, you know, the iconic, legendary riff, and I'm like, am I listening to the original song still? And I look back in the email, I'm like, no, this is Hookers and Blow. And then you come in, uh, Dizzy, and I was like, I had to check again if I was listening to the original song that maybe Alex sent me the wrong one. I'm like, this, <laughs> I'm like, Dizzy sounds like Eddie Money. I, I don't think oh, it, man. It, it includes your, your record, which is no slight because your record is great, rock and roll and easy. But vocally, I mean, I was blown away. Uh, I mean, Eddie, uh, you, I mean, we'll talk about your relationship, but I have to imagine he would be so proud. 
Well, you know, I th- thank you, and I, you know, that's I'm very, um, you know, humbled that you say that. But we, Eddie Money is one of the great uh, artists of all time, and and uh, he was definitely very missed. And we we put this out as uh, you know as a as a tribute to him um, and his great body of work, and uh, you know, it's uh, I he's he was amazing. You know, when he the day he I, I knew he was you know, I knew he was sick, and the day he passed away. You couldn't, you know, every radio station was playing all his songs. And I, I, I talked to Alexa and I said, Alexa, play Eddie Money. <laughs> and I didn't realize if Alexa's on the list right now. She's me and, me and her have, a, have an issue. But anyways, uh, <laughs> when I heard every single song was a hit, I mean, you don't realize his body of work and his, his vocal style. And he was also, you know, I, I've known him for 20 years. He actually really kind of helped me get my start if believe it or not, in, in music. Um, I met him when I was 19 years old and, uh, I was on tour and uh, I met him in Sacramento. He was playing at a hotel bar, literally. And, uh, I met him, went backstage and, you know, he gave me some sound, some, some stage advice and sound advice about, um, what not to do in the record industry. I, I didn't really take that advice, but, uh, he, uh, he just always was one of those guys that he was very genuine. He was very, he had a great sense of humor. He was sort of the Rodney Dangerfield of rock and roll <laughs> where he always knew your name. He was always super cool and just down to earth. He was just, he was, he wasn't like pretentious or anything like that. He was just, he's like one of us, you know? And I mean, he's sorely missed by a lot of people. And um, I'm really, really happy and proud that Dizzy and I and hookers and blow, cause he was actually supposed to play saxophone and sing with us. Oh man! No, yeah, yeah, but he got when he got when he got sick. <sighs> he got sick quick, you know, and and he yeah. went quick. But you know what though, he uh, he left the the body work he left behind is astonishing, and I'm really glad that we we're able to do this for him. And I hope I hope somewhere out there he can hear it because I think he'd be proud. So obviously he yeah. was he was aware of it being done then if he was going to be on it, right? Well, he well he was going to well initially we were doing this residency with. Me. We were playing every Tuesday night, and I was texting with him. Toxic Tuesdays. Got to come down and play saxophone. To- Toxic Tuesdays it was called. <laughs> and I was texting with him, and the whiskey said they sent a car to pick him up. He's going to play saxophone with us. And but the band's called Hookers and Blow, and he's like, "Oh, you know, my wife will kill me if I show up with you guys." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> come on, dude. You know, I mean, I was, I had, I, I mean, he's literally. I was texting with him. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I can't believe I'm texting with Eddie Money, but he." <laughs> was the sweetest, nicest guy in the world. And every time I saw him, he gave me a big hug. Hey, Alex, how you doing? You know, he was just, he was a real deal. He wasn't, he was everything, you know, that a rock star should be. Especially guys with 3 million yeah. rats, you know. And I mean, his his story is amazing. If for people that don't know that, you know, his, his story and about him and his body of work and, you know, it's worth checking out. It's, it's pretty amazing. And he's just, he was a, he had a, um, you know, he had a great sense of humor and a great sense of himself, and in, in the fact that, you know, you it's it, to survive in the music business, you have to take what you do seriously, but kind of not take yourself so seriously. I think that's when you start to have issues, and uh, you know, if you can laugh sort at yourself, and but still go out there and kick ass, and, and uh, you know, um, take what you do seriously. That's that's the key. Do you remember Dizzy the first time that you met him? Since Alex met him when he was sixteen, did you meet him at a young age as oh, well? Nine, nine, nine. No, that's what I meant. Nineteen, sorry. Yeah. I, you know, we crossed paths uh, at uh, a couple of recording studios in LA and stuff, 
and he was always really cool. First time I ever saw him in Sacramento, I was checking my hotel room. He walks out on stage, and it was like the you know the late nineties, and everyone was in those shiny like button up shirts that like you know the Goo Goo Dolls wore and whatnot, and you know barely fit him. And he finally opens it up, and his guts hanging out. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know it's the biggest show. Hey, forget about it. Two tickets to Paradise. Go." <laughs> and you know what? You can't argue with all those hits. He didn't care. He did not care, and he was he was very very down. It was it was very refreshing. Because a lot of those guys at that level would be total pricks and just total, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't want to know anything. He was just down earth, just, you know, a real human being, you know. Are you going to start playing that song live as soon as I, I, you have shows, what, in just days, right? Yeah. We do. Um, we'll try. We're going to try. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah. We already, have, we already have, actually, haven't we? We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm not sure, but I tell you, you know, it's like a. Rehearsal goes a long ways, and um, we won't be doing any of that. So, <laughs> so then, how did the recording go? Was that a challenge uh, to, to to lay down this official track? Um, no, you know we uh, we're all uh, we're pretty good at what we do, so um, it wasn't wasn't that difficult. But uh, again, you know, the challenge really is just trying to figure out how to you know how to what to do, how to do it, and uh, and then get it done. What could we uh, expect from? I mean, we. Ex- I say that even loosely because I don't know what to expect from a hookers and blow show. I guess that's the point. But I guess as far as the track list, if you're adding "Shaken," is there anything, any new covers you are gonna also put in the set list? Things that you're you're working on. If you're able to, to share that yet, what could we expect from you, uh, you guys in Golden Robot? Um. Well, I think. Uh... We'll just have to see how it goes. You know, we don't want to give away too much. Right. I understand. Um, but uh, uh, I think, yeah, there's going to be some, you know, as time goes on, there'll be more and more new songs in the set. So and I think, you know, this coming weekend, there's definitely going to be some fresh stuff. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a blast and actually looking forward to it because it's been a while. Oh, sure. And it how- has, yeah. And, and it's, 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 we, have, we have three really, really cool shows lined up. We're doing a Friday night, uh, which is the 15th at Petey's Place in Tarzana, California. And then the 16th, which is Saturday, in, uh, at a place called Brick by Brick in San Diego, which is a, a killer room that we actually played with the um, the Dead Daisies on that tour we did. Okay. Opening for them. Which right is, it's, a cool, it's a cool little, little like punk rock, you know, metal club. And then Sunday, the thing at the Canyon Club in Santa Clarita, where we're actually the headliner above a Christmas carol being recited by voiceover people from Family Guy and Spider-Man and the Avengers and the Simpsons and all the voices. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting and it's all for, it's for a really good cause. It's, 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 um, to help under, you know, underprivileged families and whatnot during the holidays. So it's going to be really, really cool. It's going to be a fun weekend and we're, you know, we haven't played together in, in, months because he obviously Dizzy's been out with GNR and Quiet Riot's been working all summer. Um, so it's going to be actually, it's going to be like a, like a high school reunion of sorts, if you will. Alex, is your head on a swivel? Because you mentioned Quiet Riot and you guys just came out with a, a new video, a new album. And you, you went back to, I guess, a new old singer. Jizzy is back in the band. Uh, and, and now you're everything with hookers and blow. Like how, how do you, and you're also uh managing so how do you i don't even no, know I, how do you I, give I, me I, time I, I, thank you I, <laughs> I, do bookings when I, can. I, I do i do bookings when i can 
And with Quiet Riot, um, you know, we're just, we always work. I mean, the band always works. And uh, Hookers and Blow, when, whenever Dizzy and I have time, we do it. You know, it. it there, I mean, it basically, you know, idle time is the devil's playground, so I'd rather be working than not, you know? That's a fair point. How has it been with uh, with Jizzy, we, uh, which is, again, just like Hookers and Blow, I say that out of context. It's like, what am I talking about? Uh, with Jizzy Pearl, uh, is it kind of, have you picked off kind of like where you, you, have you picked up kind of where you left off? Do you feel like it's kind of wearing old shoes? Exactly, yeah. We did a record with Jizzy, and then we had James Urban do a record. And uh, we actually, we did two records with James, and uh, James decided to quit, um, basically, for whatever reason he quit for. And obviously, you know, Frankie's, you know, Go, you know, he's sick. Yeah. You know, with what's going on with him. And, um, yeah, no, Jizzy's, he's one of us. And when, when James decided to, you know, give his notice, you know, legally, you know, through the proper channels, Frankie called me and said, what do you, what do you want to do? I go, I'd say get Jizzy. And I called Jizzy and 24 hours later, he's singing again. He's, he, he's, he's, he's a pro. He's one of us, and Love Hate is a, one of those very special bands from the Sunset Strip that kind of lines up with Quiet Riot and Guns N' Roses and all the stuff that we all kind of are, came up with. Well, they came up with, but um, no, it's it's actually been it was seamless. You know, no rehearsal, no sound check. He just walked right on stage and did it because he's a, a fucking pro. He's Dizzy Pearl. You, you know, you guys, the current lineup, uh, like the most current lineup of Quiet Riot, is so so battle tested and so professional. In the, you know, as we use the word professional in our context, you know, between you, uh, Jizzy, and, and Frankie being an inspiration, you know, battling and, and getting out there playing shows, and Quiet Riot played a show with with Guns N' Roses. Was Frankie on that? Uh, did he play that show or no? No, Frank, Frankie did not play that show. Okay. He was in Tijuana a couple weeks ago, um, and and his his oncologist said basically you can't go down there. It's you know there's too much risk for. Uh, Disease, immune system, whatnot, with the, with the, the type of cancer he has. So we it's use. Kind of a, it's kind of a risk for everybody, actually. Really, what's that? Risky. It, it, that that's Very risky place. Definitely risky. Yeah, no, it's it's not worth uh, it's not worth it because you never know if because you can easily just get a cold if you're not used to the climate and you know if your immune system is down from treatments. It's obviously it's it's not worth it, but. Uh, it was a killer show, though. I mean, we, I mean, I mean, QR went over great, and then I, I was I was actually with uh, I saw Dizzy right before he went on. I was hanging out with with Naja during the set, but I turn around and I see like you know thirty thirty five thousand people. I'm going, okay, when this if this place if shit if shit hits the fan, where are we going? So halfway through the set, the promoter's like, you got to get out of here because shit. It it was it's it's Tijuana. It's not you know it's not Oklahoma City. It's Tijuana. You know, <laughs> right. yeah. and, and another. We got back. Oh, it, it was gnarly. It was gnarly. It was killer though. Tijuana is just one of the the many places that you have gone to over the, just the last few years, Dizzy. Uh, for not mm-hmm. in this lifetime. Uh, I guess the first question, bouncing off that, is, and I ask, uh, I've asked Alex this. You know, when he's not on tour with Quiet Riot to go out with another band, and he just alluded to it before uh, with you know the devil's playground you don't, you want to keep busy you know you're on this such a massive tour plane three hours plus a night uh, for the most part you don't want to just take a vacation and just stay at home watch netflix but no you you want to get right back out to it is it the same answer for you that alex gave gave that you just want to you have to go out and play that's just in you you just you can't take a break um, i'm tired you know, for I, you i would love to take a break but uh 
no, when I got when I got back from from this tour like last week, I just I, I'm making records, you know. So I just kind of jumped right into that. I've been in the studio doing vocals for a new record, and um, and just you know just, I'm keep I'm writing and and just preparing for the shows coming up. And uh, but you know I managed to I managed to get out and do you know have a have a break now and then, like I'll play around a golf here and there. Um, but for the most part, it's just uh, I mean. It's rock and roll music. It's really not. It's, we're not working in the coal mine, right? Yeah, not, that's a fair answer. I we're we're very, we're very lucky to do what we do for a living. And people complain about travel and the road. It's like you know what? There's way, way, way worse ways to earn a living. Yeah, I'm not digging ditches. I, I'm not complaining about anything. I mean, it's 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 what we do. And it's when you stop doing it, it's like all of a sudden you go, okay. I mean, if if I win the lottery tomorrow, I have to work again. What would I do? I'd still want to go out and do this because I enjoy doing it. It's what, I, it's what I'm. It's in my blood. It's what I'm born to do. And and Diz, I know I'm pretty sure Dizzy feels the same way. It's like we're, that. That's what we do. You know. I mean, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't want to retire because I, I love my. If you love your job, you never go to work. You know. Well, I'll, you know. By the way, I just no offense to um, ditch diggers or coal miners. Uh, we totally appreciate what you guys do. <laughs> and uh, seriously, and. Um, Alex, if no, you, no, you win I, the lottery, if you win the lottery tomorrow, bro, uh, what you're gonna do is come over to my place, um, take me out to dinner, and then we'll talk about buying that jet and putting the hookers and blow logo on the side. Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, yeah, but that, that, well, of course, but that means we're still gonna play music. <laughs> well, oh, oh, actually, you, know, you know, you know what? Actually, we, Disney and I have discussed this. Our dream is to go on the road with a tour bus or a jet or whatever. Or and whatever. do everything, but not play any shows. Because <laughs> the music gets in the way of everything else. Okay. Just travel the world? Think about this for a okay. okay. No, just, just roll. You, you roll into town. That 90 minutes, be on stage, <laughs> you just don't, don't be on stage. You still do everything else you're going to do. And, but, I mean, that, wouldn't that be the actual, that's actually living the dream. If you can go to work without going to work, but still have all, you know what I mean? It's again the benefit from working a job for 30 years without working a job. This sounds like a a Seinfeld spinoff somehow. This is the rock and roll show about nothing. I think it could work. I think it could work. You know, it's just, it's the hit place to be. And, uh, (laughs) you know, that's where you go and you know they're not going to play. And the people that show up that think you're going to play, those people aren't cool. You know, and then they, they get schooled. Yeah, we just, it's a whole. It's one big conundrum of nothing. It's a, it's a vortex of zero. It's what's going on. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> We're here. So, yeah, what are you guys I, doing? I don't know. It's about nothing. We like, I mean, we, we could have like Coachella if we play our cards right, doing this shit. You know. I, <laughs> <laughs> good. That's <laughs> hey, you have my full support because uh, you're again your your first recorded track, and I mean covers. Do well. Look at Weezer's Africa. That the blood blew up, and that's just the most recent example I could pull off the top of my head. I mean, obviously, you dizzy you with GNR and uh, Live and Let Die and Knock on Heaven's Door. You never know what a a cover could do for a band. But I want to uh, speak. Oh, you mean like you mean like Come on, Feel the Noise? Oh, the, the <laughs> obvious one that's punching me in the face. Yes, yes, yeah. obviously. You know the one that sold fifteen million copies? Yeah, that that kind of worked out, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, take, <laughs> Taking it from Slade, obviously. See, that's what makes a great cover great. Because I don't even sometimes when you first think about it, you may not think of the original at, at the time. So, 
Uh, just take that as a, as well, yeah, a, a yeah. compliment, not you my forgetfulness. Don't, you, don't, you don't realize how many songs are actually covers. I mean, like, like Cocaine by Eric Clapton, no pun intended, was actually written by uh, this some, some Gale guy, whatever, Scott Gale or Eric Gale, whatever. Um, but you never knew that. You knew the, you knew the, um, you knew the Eric Clapton version, you know. Um, there's a lot of songs that were cover songs. You never, like, All Along the Watchtower. Of course. Maybe you guys can tell me, because I just found this out recently. Tell me if I'm an idiot or not. I had no idea uh, Hard to Handle from the Black Crows was a cover, and it's Otis Redding that did the, the original, right? Otis Redding, yeah, that's Otis Redding, yeah. I, I didn't know that until uh-huh. recently. What about uh, Because the Night? Mm, because... Oh, okay, Because the Night. Okay, let's Okay. Let's have this discussion <laughs> now. Okay. Okay, Brandon. Yes. You know the song "Because the Night," right? Yeah. I, who wrote that song? Because the night belongs to lovers. I can't. I'm not good. Yeah. Like, I'm not like you guys. Sorry. Okay, so you know the song, right? Oh, I don't tune one. Help me. Yes, I know the song. Okay, so check this out. The first time I heard that song was on Headbangers Ball when Keel. Remember the man Keel, Ron Keel. Okay. Okay, they come. They, they they in my in my little world they wrote the song. So fast forward like eight years later, I'm on tour with 10,000 Maniacs, Natalie Merchant. Yeah. And they had recorded, they, they put it out. And I thought that Keel wrote it. So I told Natalie Merchant backstage that I was really happy with her Keel cover. And she looked at me like I had three heads. That's hilarious. So when Alex so told turned, me that, it, story, it, 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 it turns out, <laughs> neither of them wrote it. I told him, Alex, you're off on several levels, by several levels. The song was made oh, Dizzy, you, by Patti Smith. Who, who, who wrote the song? Yes. Who wrote, who wrote it? Bruce wrote it. Bruce Springsteen wrote the song. Mm. Okay. Yes. This is now. Yes. I, now I'm now remembering the lineage of it. Oh my God. We should cover it. Let's cover it. <laughs> okay. No. 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 But 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 who made it famous? Keel. Patti Smith. No, made I, it famous. I think Ten Thousand Maniacs made it made it famous. See, Patti that's my Smith. generation. You too. Yeah. Wow. Um, just. Look, look it up. Check it out. Patty Smith did the first big um, hit version of that song. I will. I'm... And then, you know, but, but Keel did it before Patty Smith, right? Keel probably was in junior high when Patty Smith uh, had it on the radio. <laughs> mm. I was. Okay. And then 10,000 Maniacs actually made it a bigger hit. I don't know about that. Maybe. I, I, I That's just the one that I, because I'm... Thirty-six to, to, to you know date myself. That's the one I grew up with. You know, the, the Keel version is the one that I know. Is this? Are we getting like a fly on the wall look at how the conversations uh, come up with like, how to make the set list or what song to cover? You're like, no, it's this, it's this person who did it. No, let's do the original version. Let's do it like this. Is that? Is this um, what it's like? Um, it's, it's a little more heated, probably. <laughs> okay, it's a little more involved. No, no, no. Well, usually what happens is Disney will say, hey, do you make a set list? And I'll write the set list, and then I'll give it to him, and then he loses it between the stage and the dressing room. And then he goes, where's the set list? I go, I don't know. And then we, we've ne- we, I don't think we've ever had an actual set list. Um, no, no, we don't. We don't believe in them. Well... I'm curious because I, I don't want to keep you guys here forever because I, I can just keep laughing and just hearing you guys talk back and forth because you can tell uh, the friendship runs deep. Uh, Dizzy, you finally came out with your uh, first solo record last year. I'm curious, yeah. if, was that how long were you thinking about doing that? Because you, you obviously you're so busy, not just with guns, with everything else. Was this something that you've always wanted to do, and this was finally the right time in your life, or you kind of 
had a break maybe from from touring for a little bit. You know, like and then the idea hit you. Like, how did it, how um, did it come about? I think you know it's probably always in the in the back of my mind that I wanted to do a solo record at some point. But um, the thing is, I start I actually started recording that like 14 years ago. We started recording it or something like that yeah. was a really long time ago. And it just for a gazillion reasons just kept getting, you know, uh, pushed back and, and uh, there's all these barriers and trying to get it finished and trying to get my tracks from the guy I was trying to hold them hostage and all kinds of shit. And, uh, you know, I just, so I kind of just, I put it out of my head because it was just, it was too much of a hassle. I, even though I knew I had a pretty good record with a lot of great musicians on it, including Alex. And uh, so I, um, and, you know, eventually things worked out and eventually I got like, into a position where I could, um, I could, uh, you know, financially and, and, uh, had the right resources to, to, uh, to, you know, sort through it all. I found the right guy to mix it. And, uh, and then I had to try to find a label and that, that was a whole nother thing. Mm. So, um, it, the whole process took quite a, quite a long time. Um, but yeah. How do you feel about it? It's a, it's a really, it's a really, when I heard it from the, I, cause I recorded the guitar part started through a, when I recorded the guitar parts, I had not heard any vocals, and that like eight years went by. When I heard the final mixes, I go, "Holy shit, this is fucking really good!" Like, wow. So, I mean, it, it, it's an amazing record, and it's 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 it took a long time, but it's well worth the wait. I was like, "Wow!" I was blown away. I'm very I'm very proud to be to be a small part of it. So, yeah. That's a consensus, Dizzy, that, that most people were blown away by this record. So I'm curious, A, how do you feel about it now, a year later, and when can we expect the next one? <laughs> um, well, I, you know, it's uh, the other thing about that is I had no – I was just happy to finally get it out. I had no expectations whatsoever. I just wanted it to have a chance, you know. And um, so anything – any sort of, uh, you know – and anyone um, liking it, buying it, um, having uh, good things to say about it, that was just all to me, just all bonus, all, uh, just all great. And um, so I'm happy that people like it. Um, I, yes, I like it. it it's definitely a, it was a labor of love for sure. Um, and uh, uh, but um, yes, I am making another record. As a matter of fact, awesome. When you called, I was working on uh, uh, my new record. So I'll oh. be back at that as soon as we're. We're, we're done with this conversation. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Well, sorry to interrupt, and we'll get you back to, <laughs> to making it. Cause no, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> this has been inspiring. It's been an inspiring phone call. I I, I love it. I'll, I'll take that. That's that's incredible. So, uh, and, and I think the fans benefit that both of you are not lazy and don't take vacations, and you're doing these awesome projects when you're, your main acts are, are taking a break or whatever it is between tours. Uh, so as we caught up with uh, Alex and, and, and Quiet Right a little bit, I'm just curious as not in this lifetime, I guess, I don't know if it's completely done because uh, I know there's at least one festival date named next year. So do, is the tour over or is that just a random date? Not in this lifetime. Um, you know, you will uh, know more before I do. I <laughs> wait for that email, that text message, and then uh, I, I, you know, I, I pack or unpack. Fair enough. Uh, so with that, wherever you are unpacking and, and packing, if you can remember, I don't expect you to, re to remember every single show, but was there a city or 
that that really stood out, a, a show that really stood out, and it may not even have to be have to do with the particular performance. It could be like maybe you had really good barbecue in, in that city that night. Is there a one day in, in not in this lifetime that really sticks out to you in, in a fun in a fun way? Uh, I guess I know it was in, when I was in Moscow. I went with my friend Del James to the Cat Circus. We saw cats ride little unicycles on a like a tightrope and walk on balls and stuff like that. That um, is that amazing. Was fun. Um, what else? I, I did some golfing. I golfed in. Uh, Philippines, I golfed in Abu Dhabi. We spent uh, Thanksgiving in Abu Dhabi, which was interesting. Um, And then in South Africa, I went golfing. Oh, and uh, my my lovely wife, Nadia, and I, who she comes out with me a lot and hangs out, uh, we went, uh, we fed uh, lions, like white lions, and lions like meat, meat on a stick. Um, And we got to pet a cheetah, an actual cheetah. We're in like an enclosure with a cheetah. Whoa. And they they purr really loud. <laughs> That's amazing. And I will say, because maybe Dizzy and I, we, we should have been, uh, we could be friends in, in another life. Because uh, I was just watching a documentary on Netflix about uh, uh, cat uh, beauty pageants. <laughs> so, ah. so uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a problem with cats. No, that, that's incredible. Uh, is there a favorite, if I may ask, is there a favorite song that you enjoy playing uh when you're on stage and that could either that can that includes not just guns and roses but hookers and blow solo is there like a, one that you're i don't know you feel the most inspired to play and, and get out there it, it you it may not even have may not even include you the most if that makes any sense it, it's oh. um well then uh um yeah comox i don't really play anything on that <laughs> So that's your. I do the heart. I do the heartbeat. I do the heartbeat. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, no, I, I play. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I play Hamlet. Doesn't even play coma. What's that, Alex? <laughs> I, I, I do. I'm going to second that notion because we don't play coma at all with hookers and blow. It means I do nothing. Nothing to do. Fair enough. But I'm glad that in your uh, with hookers and blow that you added bad obsession because you you played that really well. So I, I just wanted to to say that. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's a fun song to play, and and um, it's it's got a it's definitely got a groove to it that like you know a lot of guys can't play, and we're lucky to have Johnny Kelly on drums that can can nail it. So definitely, it's a it's a cool song. Johnny is great. I I second that. Yeah, you know, also I, I can there's like a that middle section I can just extend it as long as I want, and uh, you know, so sometimes we'll play it for twenty minutes. Beautiful. Uh, so who, other than Johnny Kelly, uh, former guest of the show, just like Alex uh, from Typo Negative and a pale horse named Death, who is in uh, the roster for Hookers and Blow? Because I think you have a new member now. Well, Hookers and Blow is kind of a rotating cast of people. We've had Todd Kearns. Right. We've had Robbie Crane. We have Mike Duda currently doing the, the, the upcoming string of shows. Okay. Um, it's obviously Dizzy and I are kind of like the Gene and Paul of the whole organization, if you will. Um, and yeah, I mean, and, and, and Nadja, Nadja, you know, Dizzy's wife has, has become sort of kind of, you know, the co-star of the show. I mean, she really brought the whole thing together with her voice and her vibe on stage. It really brought it to a, to a different level, which is really cool. And it went from, you know, we've, believe it or not, we've matured. I, I hate to say hookers blow mature in the same sentence. We kind of have. Um, but yeah, it's a rotating cast of characters and people, and we had Chips Enough on bass, 
as well. And, you know, just whoever's available, whoever can do it and whoever's right for that particular situation at the time, you know, it's, there's no restraints with hookers and blow. It's just kind of, it, it is what it is. And it's, it's, that's what makes it so fun and cool. Like it's not like your day job where you're in a band where you're, you know, you're answering a bunch of people. We just do it with what, what we want, which is fun. You know, right. that's the rock and roll. Not, about, you know, we're not going to be holding auditions anytime soon. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, I was going to go oh, out for every, a triangle. To, every, the irony is everyone wants to be in our band. They, I get, I get texts and phone calls. Hey dude, you need a drummer, you need a bass player. It's like, wait, you, you want to play with us? Like, us really? And these are like A-list guys that play with multi, multi platinum bands. I mean, Frankie Benali here. When Frankie was sitting on some shows with Guy Wright this summer, there was literally a 24-hour period where I was on stage in Minneapolis with Quiet Riot while Frankie was recording with Dizzy in L.A. I mean, Hookers and Blow, Twilight Zone. I wish I had that soundbite uh, on, on my board. That is a uh, that's that's crazy. No, and I, and I like it like that. I just want to know because again, you guys have dates coming up, and uh, where's the best way to find the dates? Because I want fans to know, uh, obviously, who, who uh, to expect uh, other than you and and uh, and Dizzy. Uh, the upcoming asking. dates are going to see Mike Duda from Wasp on bass, uh, John Kelly from Typo Negative and Danzig on drums, um, the lovely Naja, Dizzy's wife, um, you know, running the show basically. And myself and Divi, guitar and keyboards and vocals and it's that's and always I'm always not, a chance of special guests. Oh, always a chance. Yeah, we, we actually we've got some, we got some very special guests coming out this weekend. Uh, PD's place is Friday, Saturday San Diego brick by brick, and Sunday is the Canyon Club in Santa Clarita. We've got a lot of people coming out. Actually, rumor has it that Charlie Sheen might. Be at the Sunday night show to introduce us. Oh, shit. Right now. You know what I could no, do? I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm working on it right now. You know what I could do if you guys are cool with it? I could play the Charlie Sheen birthday message to Alex. It's not, it's not a birthday message. He's he's giving us he's just wishing us good luck with our record. <laughs> oh, either way, I can play it if you guys want to get a kick out of it again. Absolutely, yeah. All right. Yeah, so I, mean, I mean, look, if there's ever a guy to say the fact when he says hookers and blow, he can't, he's a great actor. But he cannot deny the fact that he loves saying those two words. He yeah, he can't even. He, he broke character. A good friend of yours asked me to reach out and 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 wish you luck uh, with your new album for your band, <laughs> Hookers and Blow. Amazing. I'm told that you uh, you look to me as a as a big inspiration. I guess it just proves that you never quite know who you're going to inspire, or how. Um, my, my my sincere apologies, first and foremost, to your parents. Uh, anyway, good luck on tour. I hear that you are one hell of a guitar player. If I don't get an invite to an upcoming show, front row, backstage, the whole package, I'm going to take it very personally. All right, my man, I'm out. So that's gonna, that looks like it's going to happen? I'm working on it. All right. That's, that's I mean, amazing. I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, it's, not, it's not like trying to, you know, I'm not trying to get like Barack Obama down. It's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> you know? Great analogy. That's fucking it's brilliant. Like, it's not like the Secret Service is going to be following him. They should be fine. No, that's brilliant. I uh, love when you posted that. That's. I think that's why everyone wants to play with with you guys with Hookers and the Blow. Just the vibe that no, you give it, off. It's just. It's just. It's the most fun gig. The the most. The most just low stress. I mean, there's so many bands you're in with. There's so many expectations and stress. We're we're like just. It's just fun. I mean. 
And it's, you know, we just, we do it. It's, for the people that come out, you know, we just want to make it as good of a memorable time for them, you know, and just, uh, um, and just, just, you know, sort of involve them and, uh, and um, give them, you know, something to remember or not remember. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I, I, and, you, and Alex told me off the air that you got, other than these first few string of dates on the West Coast, that you will come my way, East Coast? Because uh, yeah. last time, okay, good. Because last time I, I yeah. had to work, you know, we're all not uh, rock stars. Uh, although, again, just like you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, I'm lucky I work in radio. I'm not... You know, no offense to the di- uh, the grave diggers, but I, you know, I, I love my job. But I had to work, so you guys will be coming to Connecticut, maybe New York, because I want I got to see Connecticut. December, we're playing the Mohegan Sun Casino at the Wolf Stand on December Friday, December thirteenth. Awesome! Okay. And um, I have a VIP table with your name on it, my friend. I will. Oh well, thank you so much. I mean, the VIP, and I'm going to include the just a snippet, just a, a clip of. Eddie Money's uh, Shaken, done by Hooker's yeah, Blow. Let's, 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 let's listen down to about a minute or so right. of it and see how it sounds. So let me bring this up here. I said it before. It's it's just so good, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm doing air guitar in the studio. I know you can't see me, but that's just congratulations, and I can't wait for the whole world to hear the entire thing and people to experience it live. Well, thank you, and uh, you know, Eddie Money will will be missed, and uh, you know, we loved his music and uh, and him, and so that's the least we could do is try to put out something in honor of him. You guys both knew him, so you it, you, you feel the spirit. It's not like you just played the song the way that we're familiar, the way it's meant to be played. You played it with emotion. You played it with feeling for somebody that you both cared about. And I, and I, I feel that. It, it comes across. Yeah, it's, it's one of, it, he's one of those guys that, you know, just like we talked about before, it's, he's, he's Eddie Money, you know? I mean, and, and I, I hope to God that, you know, he, um, I'm sure he'll give him be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or any, you know, all that fucking shit, but I hope that people realize, I mean, you He's one of those people. How every song's a hit. You don't realize it. How many hits? You know, like Brian Adams is like that too. Yeah. You know, but I never wanted to hang out with Brian Adams. You know? <laughs> Any money? Like, you know, he 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 was he was the salt of the earth, and I um, I hope wherever he is doing well, and I hope wherever he is, he heard that cover. Right on. And, and Dizzy, I would be remiss if I uh, didn't thank you and also your lovely wife uh, Nadja. Because uh, it's the last time that Alex was on. I know she did an, a nice thing and kind of woke you up in your hotel room. Cause, uh, and then I get it. You know, you you work hard uh, just to say hello to us. 
uh, at the time. I, mean, I was I was a little under the weather. I apologize for that. No, I mean I was happy to speak uh, with under Nadja. the weather. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> under the covers. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, but she was awesome. So she she was a great guest along with Alex on that episode. So uh, she's just a, another element to to the band uh, or the what would you call it the philosophy that is Hookers and Blow. So. Uh, just, entity. Nadja's been entity. the missing link for when when Nadja j- jumped in. I was, all of a sudden, it became like it became whole. I'm like, all right, now it's a thing. Right and, on. And, and God bless her. She's fucking. She's fucking rad. I love her. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to job out interviews to her now. So. <laughs> she was great. No, you already did. You already did. <laughs> you already did. You've already jobbed it out a couple times. Accidentally. Did you realize <laughs> we were in the lobby. We were in the lobby on the phone with Brandon, and he, she's like, yeah. The band's still sleeping. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll knock on the door. We did the interview from the lobby, and then you said hello, and then, no, you already did job it out. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to continue to now. Yes, now that he knows that it, it can work. <laughs> well, the, well, well, we well, we'll get those holograms going. <laughs> yes. The, the hologram? Yeah, we need to be holograms. Yeah, that, maybe that's how you be a band without being a band. You, Actually, just... you know, I was discussing this last night. We want to be the first band that's still all living to do holograms. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You got my support. It's actually, I'm in. it's actually getting cheaper by the minute because um, uh, um, a, a professional acquaintance of mine who I no longer work with works with the Dio estate, and they develop the hologram technology to make the, you know, really? the cartoon Ronnie on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And wow. it's getting cheaper by the minute. You can actually pack the hologram screens in the two overnight bags. Huh. So we could do hookers and blow holograms and not even be there. But we're alive. <laughs> well, maybe we should, we'll start with like av- avatars or something, and then we'll just go from there. I, actually, I had an idea cool. last night. I'm not, I live out here in Vegas, right, where everything's the, the Michael Jackson show. You know, it's just, everyone's a hologram. I had an idea last night to do a Millie Vanilli hologram. Now check it out. Now, oh, it's not really them. But wait, it never was. It never... <laughs> I didn't want to run right. the punchline, but I knew where you were going. They sold, they sold seven million copies of "Girl, You Know It's True." So, <laughs> it wasn't even them. I don't know about you, but you—if one band could actually be a hologram, it's Millie Vanilli. <laughs> I think you're onto something, Grassy. Just uh, make sure you copyright I this. I know I am. Patent. You it. know what, Alex? Alex, we don't have to bring everything back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We mean everything. Sometimes dead is better. But but they're not dead. Well, well, well actually, one of them is. <laughs> I was just quote, quoting Pet Cemetery, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got like, you. Uh, uh, Fred Ben, Herman Munster, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. A Billy hologram. Let's do it, man. Okay. I'm in. Uh, so all the information for Hookers and Blow is, um, and you can tell me any other websites we need to check out, uh, facebook.com slash HNB merch. So for Hookers and Blow, HNB yep. merch. Anywhere else? Because uh, yep. I know, Alex, you, you yourself are pretty active on social media. And Dizzy, you tweet I'll from send, time I'll, to time. I'll send, you a link. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link to everything, yeah. Well, Instagram, the uh, Facebook, and Twitter, and all that shit. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, I'll I'll post it. So yeah, if you're if you're hearing this, just uh, follow uh, Appetite for Distortion on uh, Facebook or or Twitter, and I'll put the links up there as well. But uh, I would also be remiss, and I've had this soundbite on, on my my board, so I should have played it at the beginning for you, Dizzy. But uh, I guess officially welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, on the keyboards, Mr. Dizzy Reed. Now, and that was my way to introduce you, but it didn't come out as well as I wanted to. Great. 
<laughs> that didn't sound like you, though. No, <laughs> no, that sounds like your your coworker. Oh, uh, yeah, Mr. Axel. Oh, lovely. Well, thank you guys so much for your, for your time, uh, Alex. Obviously, you know what, I don't know. This is your fourth or fifth time on the show. You're always welcome back. And DZ, same thing. Uh, I, I hope to have you guys on again when you know hookers and blow. Maybe you guys call from the the road or, or any updates on your solo record. Uh, and just continued success with with Guns N' Roses. You guys are obviously killing it. I was lucky to see a few shows on Not In This Lifetime. Uh, I went to uh, Jersey, MetLife Stadium. That was my first experience seeing Axel and Slash uh, on stage together since, as I mentioned, my age earlier, you guys weren't together, or they weren't together then. Uh, Then Madison Square Garden, where Pink came out on stage with Patience, and most recently... Uh, in Austin, Texas, my first time in in Texas. So, uh, and you guys blew me away every time. So just keep kicking ass, and uh, everyone's happy to see that uh, that entity back together again. And but hookers and blow is uh, if if I guess again uh, again the Eddie money if that's if that cover is a sign of things to come and how far you guys have gone already, the, the sky's the limit for that band as well. Awesome man, thank you for having us on and. Uh... Yeah, so you'll, you'll either get me or Nadia next time. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much, Alex. Thanks for your time, Dizzy. You know, I can't thank you enough. Obviously, massive fan of your of your work. And just get back to your next solo record. I can't wait to hear it. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. So I got him. Ladies and gentlemen, on the keyboard, Mr. Dizzy Reed. And it just... <laughs> I fucking ruined it. That's how I wanted to introduce him, I think, at the beginning. But sometimes... You can't control or I can't control how these conversations start. I never just like saying, okay, we're going to start recording now. And sometimes I do that. But I, I guess if I'm calling, like I just, I, uh, Alex called me, then we called Dizzy. I just didn't want to stop and start an organic conversation or whatever. That's just my excuse for making it fucking weird <laughs> at the end. But uh, awesome. Uh, thank you, Alex, Alex Grassi, who has been on before solo with the president of Golden Robot Records. He was also, uh, I mean, he's been on like a few different episodes, I I believe, with different guests. And, you know, if you're a fan of the show, you know that one time we did try to get dizzy and it it, it fucking happens, you know, whatever you oversleep or hungover or whatever it is. Um, Shit happens. It it doesn't matter. So it just made it all uh, that much more sweet for it to happen today as we're doing uh, this episode, episode 157 of Appetite for Distortion. So that makes two current Guns N' Roses members. I'm pretty happy about that. Richard Forrest and Dizzy Reed. But again, we can go crazy with our guests. You know, CM Punk, Tom Green, Penelope Spheris. You never know what's going to happen on this show. This Guns N' Roses themed bar mitzvah party of a podcast we look at everything guns with guns and rose-colored glasses. Uh, six degrees of guns and roses bacon. So um, it's just a, it's a lot of fun. And before I and I, I'm getting messages already as I just posted that uh, Dizzy's on with with Alex. I mean, I'm not gonna. You heard it in his answer about even if the, this tour was over, that he will find out from an email or text message. I'm not gonna waste his time, and I'm not gonna waste my credibility. And asking him a stupid question about new Guns N' Roses music. He's not the guy. I'm sorry. He's just not the guy to answer that. And I, it's not appropriate. 
Not for this conversation. This was about hookers and blow. This is about both of them. Uh, specifically, of course, the the work with Quiet Riot and and Dizzy's solo work. So it, it's not about that. Uh, I know there's a lot of you know, obviously diehard GNR fans like myself who, you know, what does he think about the the leaks? I'm not gonna. It's not appropriate. So I, I got to say, I mean, I'm sure I'll talk to some of you on uh, on social media about it. But I mean, to get what we got today, I, I am more than thrilled. Uh, with his time, and uh, hopefully there'll be a next time. But again, I, I got two. I got two as I collect my GNR Pokemon cards. I got two of them: the uh, the Pika Richard Fortis and the Bulba Dizzy Reed. That was my horrendous joke. See, even with I don't even have a guest, I just get awkward by myself. So that does it for episode 157 of Appetite for Distortion. Thank you for everybody who tuned in, whether you found us through AlternativeNation.net, iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, however you listen. Thank you. Uh, There are many of you who find us through YouTube. Not all of our episodes are up there. It's kind of more of like a a big sample size of what we do uh, because I like doing audio more than just uh than editing video stuff so maybe in the future we'll we'll do that but anyway thank you and uh, follow on social media to keep up to date on who will be next on appetite for distortion so when will you see it though when will you hear the next episode the words of axel rose concerning chinese democracy i don't know if soon is the word but you'll see it security, I'm going home.